0: Welcome again to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Back to the Future, part two, one bucket kneeling minute at a time. I'm Scott Correa. I'm the the Commanders in the News. And joining us, returning champions and co-star of HBO's (laughs) Vice Principals, (laughs) Michael Gorman. Welcome.
1: Hey, guys. Great to be back.
0: Uh, great to have you back, and today we're going back to minute 96, which mm-hmm. begins with Marty landing on the ground, and ends with Marty looking closer at the matchbook as it begins to change.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Um, so the first thing that I thought was problematic is that Doc says he's having trouble trouble flying straight because there's turbulence. now. Right. I understand that turbulence is a thing that you deal with when you're in a plane Mm -hmm. as a pilot. However, if hover conversion is as widespread as it is in the future, Mm -hmm. and traffic is as bad as it looked like it was in the future, how can we possibly be still dealing with turbulence? Like, how can that still be an issue? Because – it just seems like everyone would just be bouncing off of each other constantly if that was the case.
1: Yeah. That's a great point. One that I did not even consider, but you're absolutely right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, <laughs>
2: I don't know a lot about uh, hover card turbulence physics. So I, <laughs> know, I can't really speak with authority on, it. I do really like there's something very uh, kind of amusement parky about the way that um, the DeLorean's <laughs> being like shaken about. While, mm-hmm. while focusing on the interior of Doc. Yeah. And I just, I really, I really like it.
0: This whole sequence that we're going to be talking about uh, this week, because we're, we're only, it's just one scene the, the entire week. And right. uh, I think a day, I think Monday is also like the rest of this scene. But mm-hmm. um, it is, it's cool because if I'm not mistaken, the last time that we were here, Uh, I I don't know necessarily in this movie, but in the last movie, it was a location. This is definitely a set. Um, And Uh, I like it. I like that it's a set. I'm one of those weird people where like I like when things in movies look slightly unreal. okay? Um, because I think it just adds to sort of like the magic of like we're making this world. Mm -hmm. And we didn't just like stumble upon something that already exists and set up our cameras. We like design this area from the ground up and we get to control it because later in the week, you know, rain and thunder and lightning are all happening at very specific points, Mm -hmm. which is not something you'd be able to control if you shot this outside.
1: Right. And you'd probably have to you'd you'd probably have to close the stretch of the road down so that that car can pull up, which we'll get to later. But right. And then your eye lines in the sky for the DeLorean and stuff, even though, you know, obviously it's not really there, but right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I just, I really like that. I like, I I, I like sets. I wish, uh, specifically exterior sets. Like I love backlots. Like I remember the Mm -hmm. last movie I can think of that used a ton of backlots was, um, first Avenger, uh, the cap, the first captain America movie. Oh yeah. Uh, he was running around back lots, the whole movie. And it just, it just felt like movies to yeah, me. Yeah. Uh, yeah in I a way like that mo- a lot of movies don't anymore.
1: They're mostly like reserved for now, like sitcoms that are uh-huh. single camera, but still shot on lots. Usually that's just like network sitcoms.
0: Right. Totally.
2: There's some tumbleweed yeah. action going on that I'm a fan of. <laughs> <laughs>
0: some tumbleweed action. Yeah.
2: I, Foreshadowing.
0: I also- <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Um yeah, no, I also uh I also there's um uh 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 oh man, I I lost my train of thought. I got distracted by the tumbleweed. Um
1: He said train more foreshadowing.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> so much foreshadowing.
1: Yeah, so much.
0: Um but uh yeah, so I there's this bit where <laughs> where Doc says, do you have the have to, the almanac? And Marty goes, I, I've got it. It's in my hand. In and in my I'm like,
2: hand. It feels <laughs>
0: like, it's, you know, like when you read an old comic book and like Superman is like, is like being electrocuted and he's saying out loud, I am being electrocuted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this yes. reminds
1: me of. Yeah, you're exactly right.
2: <laughs> Classic Michael J. Fox Delivery. Yeah, it's like it's. I mean, we say this again and again, but like both of these men know exactly what kind of movie they're in, <laughs> and, and not even like in a and like a I'm over it or like I'm playing, you know, hamming it up. But it just it's it's kind of like what Scott was saying. It's just it's just heightened enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he, yeah. So it, it's it's in his hand. For some reason, <laughs> we've been we, we've been talking about this this the whole movie. And it's never bugged me until this minute, but the almanac. I mean, I've I've bought in magazines that are bigger than that thing. Like yeah, Yeah. It's just so, and like when he shoves it in the bucket, it's it it becomes really apparent just how like small and flimsy and and (laughs) it is, and it's supposed to have like decades of statistics in it and i don't, I don't know it's like it, i'm kind of glad that it's it's dead in this minute because it's
1: the, the font must be minuscule
2: yeah yeah <laughs> and
1: yeah and i get it I, like i it mean
0: was, we talked about this last week yeah how the hell was biff uh reading that and driving yeah <laughs> he's like checking sports scores while driving i'm like no that is not there you wouldn't be able to find where it was yeah in the book, let alone find the specific t- <laughs> statistic on the page. Yeah, you'd be dead. It's like a pamphlet.
1: Well, yeah.
0: Don't uh, don't check sports statistics while driving, kids. Yeah.
2: yeah, So there's this great moment. So Doc, Doc, you know, he's like, "It's in my hand," and I was like, "Burn it!" <laughs> it. burn it, and <laughs> burn it with fire, fire, and uh, <laughs> and so he does. And there's this really great, like, like. Like a seal door holding the
0: ring in front of Mount Doom. I know.
1: <laughs> <We're> like
0: <laughs> the bucket, kneel, man. Like who does what? Why? Why? Why are you? Why did you choose that? Like stance. I. What did you even call that? I don't know. It's just. Yeah. It just seems like there's definitely a a throw the ring into Mordor vibe to it, but there's also like a i'm i'm sacrificing this to my demon gods kind of
1: yeah. vibe yeah. to it yeah
0: it's it's really i don't know there's something i mean it's kind of metal it's it's it's
2: it's very fright night almost
0: yeah. yeah
1: well i have to say that as a uh i'll admit it as as a still occasional smoker Lighting a match in that wind is the most unrealistic thing about this whole movie. <laughs> there's yeah. First try. There's no way in hell that he would be able to light that match unless he put his hands in the bucket.
0: Lighting, lighting the match and, and not just lighting the match, but then like the almanac goes up. I mean,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: Like it's covered in gasoline. Yeah. Well, it's, well, maybe that's yeah. what the bucket does. Maybe it
2: it like, it, it kind of contains the oxygen for the fire.
1: Yeah, Ooh, or okay. that's like a, a side of a, you know, a drawback of the dust repellent jacket that she talks about when she sells it to him. Yeah, they made, they they're made, just made, highly made. flammable. Yeah, Flame. Uh, I want
0: to talk about what might be my favorite subtle uh, special effect in the entire movie. OK, which mm-hmm. is when Doc says burn it, he goes on it and he he kicks the back of the of the Oh, of yeah. The, so the board and catches yes, it catches it. So and it's hovering. And he kicks it, catches it, walks over to where the bucket is, tosses it down, and it catches in a hover. Yeah, it's yeah. such a – I don't uh, – how the hell do they do that? Like I just – I don't know how they did that. Unless they have like mm-hmm. two magnet things mm-hmm. on the ground in those two spots. Yeah. That's the only thing I can think of. And so – but I, it's yeah. mind-boggling. And you know
2: what? I could be wrong, but I bet we're in very – Selective company of people who have noticed that,
1: yeah, because it it, it just, didn't dawn on me until you just said it. Oh yeah, totally too, yeah.
2: and it, it's such a small effect, but it just
0: it's very fluid. Yeah,
1: it's yeah. very fluid, and
2: yeah, it just really it's just such an elegantly and it's just an it's such an elegantly shot little moment.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean that you know another possible use for the set. I mean that could have been on lines, and then they craned it over as he runs over. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, if they're on a lot, they have they could do whatever they want. I guess that's true. <laughs> so, that's very
2: true. I haven't oh. even uh I don't have a lot of experience um with with matchbooks, but mm-hmm. I can't even so how would you so what was the what was what was the um the process of smoking with a matchbook would it be like cigarette in the mouth matchbook and then like Mm -hmm. pocket and then like
1: yeah cigarette in the mouth yeah you like the match and then yeah pocket the the matchbook yeah
0: yeah you know what i don't like about matchbooks and I, i i can't tell the quality of matches in biff's matchbook but i don't i typically don't like matches from matchbooks because they they don't feel like matches. They just feel like flimsy pieces of paper that you're mm-hmm. like rubbing against a thing. It yeah. just it doesn't. I'm not a fan. I like I like matches. Like the sturdy. There's something really satisfying right. about lighting a match,
1: like fireplace matches.
0: Yeah, yeah. But like matchbook matches. Yeah, you just it's just this little wedge of slightly thicker paper.
1: Yeah,
0: you just yank out of the thing. Like, you Don't even want, you want to call. Got to put your finger. You know, like, press your finger on one side of the match to light it. Like, yeah. it just...
1: And then when those yeah. when the strip wears down, then you got to, like, fold the book over the other way and... Yeah. Light it between the... Uh, such a pain in the ass. Yeah,
2: lighters, yeah. man. They were...
1: Lighters. They, they knew what
2: they were doing they were when they invented lighters.
1: Yeah.
0: They did. I feel like if I, if I smoked and I was, like, one of those people who were, like, only matches, man, only matches... Um, I, I think I would just carry around a box of matches like, I don't think I would ever use matchbooks cause they're just the
1: worst. Yeah. You'd have to put, you put like the coolest version of that is to put like a striker on your shoe. Yes. And then, and then just carry the wooden matches in your pocket or hey, whatever. What's up? I'm Scott. Oh, yeah. What's up?
0: <laughs> no, keep, keep, uh, get like a, like a cigarette case and one side is like matches mm-hmm. and the other side of the mm-hmm. cigarettes.
1: Or you just keep one in your mouth at all times, like a toothpick. Like, uh, like, like,
0: like matches in uh, this movie. Yeah.
1: Yes. <laughs> That's why. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah, maybe that is why. Maybe he doesn't like matchbooks either.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if matchbooks were always of such poor quality or if they used to be sturdier than they are now.
1: I would imagine they probably were sturdier because I feel like everything – was sturdier, mm-hmm. and then they figured out cheaper ways to make everything, and everything got shittier.
2: Because I I, yeah. I, I bet when you, I bet when you had to light a match or or smoke with a matchbook, they had to be made of of stronger stuff. Yeah, but then it's like I
0: bet they were made of like a like almost like a wicker kind of wood that like easily snapped off.
2: Yeah, maybe it's kind of like when you look at old pipes, uh. like old like old tobacco pipes. You know, it's almost like it's almost like a lost art.
0: I think yeah right now they look like they're plastic, yeah yeah well, they kind of are uh right yeah yeah um, I also really love i mean I don't know i I don't know i it can't be a map painting because it's it's obviously like footage that they went and shot, and they're they're sort of like slapping it in the background, but I love the effect of the storm like in the background mm. i mean this really just feels like i'm watching a show at universal studios or something sure you know um i just i really like that it reminds me of uh that uh that 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 uh, twister ride the the right <laughs> right ride it out twister ride it out you know
1: oh my god <laughs>
0: <That's> <laughs> back so when they were like
1: they were like yeah let's
0: let's make a ride out of twister yeah um that that's seminal uh that's so seminal. funny one of Philip's yeah and his greatest roles yeah
2: yeah is <laughs> uh yeah i mean I, I i mean you kind of expect like the wolfman to just like come stumbling out of the field it, <laughs> it just looks
1: really really cool uh i want the old couple from the first movie to drive back through horrible they're back. <laughs> die <laughs> drive, <laughs> horrible <laughs> they're gonna die <laughs>
2: Yeah, it, you, you, oh, he's, got fire. he's got fire. Drive, drive. drive. <laughs> Sounds like Miss Gulch now. <laughs> uh, you know, speaking of uh, of callback to the first movie, um, watching it, you know, watching it back, you know, it's it's a, something you could easily forget when you're swept up in the narrative. But there's something almost kind of mythic that that they're in the same storm from the first one. Yeah, yes, like again. You know, and, well,
0: well, and they are, but they're in it er- at an earlier point because it hasn't gotten to town yet. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They're further out. And yeah. And it just kind of, you know, it, it almost the storm almost kind of becomes like a character.
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah,
2: yeah. And because it, 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 it is a very I mean, the lightning storm is a, is a seminal moment in this this whole mythos. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of dig that they rather than like create like a, it's an earthquake now. I kind of do like that. It's coming back to the thing from the first one, but now it's like from a different perspective or like a different part of the town.
0: The only thing that hurts it, I think is that as some other guests have pointed out, the it makes the third one feel like it's kind of on its own and has like the, the first two are so tightly wound together Mm -hmm. that the third one just feels like this separate movie.
2: Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, yeah, it's kind of the Dark night of, of its trilogy, where it, it is kind of like the odd man out.
0: Yeah. Right. And but it's not – it would make a lot more sense in trilogy ter- terms if the events of this, of the second one, of like wrapping back into the first one, actually happened in the third one. And a lot of the events of the third one happened in this one. Sure, like the Dark right. Knight Rises. Right, right. Yeah, because, you know, like the Dark Knight trilogy, I mean, you know, say what you will about Dark Knight Rises, and I will say a great many things about how bad that movie is. But <laughs> but uh, it does do a good job of wrapping up a trilogy in that you have Ra's al Ghul in the first one, and then you kind of wrap into that storyline with Talia al Ghul in the third one. And mm-hmm. Ra's al Ghul um, destiny! Yeah, but but the but the, the all of the tying up is in the first two movies, and then you just have this other third movie that you're just like, oh, you're you're here too, huh? Hey, buddy. Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What do you think, Mike? I I think by the end of this movie, I was kind of ready to see something that wasn't 1955 anymore. Mm-hmm. I love this movie because of the future stuff. Because we spent, you, we just spent a whole movie in 1955. So then, mm-hmm. when when we get into this and we're in the future, it's awesome. But then we're going back to 1955 for a huge chunk, if not the majority of the film. So for me, it was like, I guess it's not. It's like more of a third of it, but it's uh, yeah. Just for me, I was, and I, I happen to like three a lot, and um, mm-hmm. yeah. We so for too. me, I was, I was ready to move on to another age. Yeah, yeah.
2: kind of like. Sort of take advantage of, you know. It's Scott and I are 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 big big fans of of Doctor Who, and mm-hmm. uh, kind of a, a problem with the Russell T Davies era of that show, like the David Tennant Christopher e- Christopher Eccleston era of that show, yeah. is they kind of spent a little too much time on Earth, right? And it was like,
0: or, or or on Earth or with humans, yeah. Or on like a new Earth yeah, or in Iraq, in Iraq. In Iraq.
2: Yeah. Quarry in Cardiff.
0: Right. Right. <laughs> like, this dude, this cat can go anywhere. We're like why are we yeah. like Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, so uh so the matchbook starts changing, but we'll we'll talk about things changing <laughs> in the next minute. <laughs> sure. Um but uh yeah, I think uh, I think that's all I got for this minute. You guys have anything else?
1: No, I think we covered everything. Yeah, I'm good
2: if you're
0: good. All right. All right. Well, uh we will be back tomorrow for a minute 97 but in the meantime you can go to our website duelinggenre.com where you can check out the other stuff that we do we have other podcasts like the doctor's companion our doctor who podcast that we do with cassandra frederickson geek by night our original audio drama uh that is uh, uh more than halfway through the first season now so go and uh check that out it is uh lots of episodes to binge if you haven't checked it out yet Uh, You can also go to duelinggenre.com slash support, uh, which is our Patreon page, and if you donate at the $5 level or higher, you gain access to uh, Back to the Future Minute No Roads Edition, the weekend edition of the podcast that that we're doing here, uh, where we, Nick and I, just sort of talk on the weekend about... Back to the Future, Back to the Future related stuff. We talk about your the comments on the website. And we talk about uh,
2: Bob Zemeckis all kinds of of past
0: things. movies. Yeah, yeah, we're moving through his filmography. We just talked about on, used cars. Uh, yeah, which reminded watched- me News a
2: lot. Uh, it kind of it was kind of like watching a prototype of uh, the filmography of Jody Hill.
0: Oh, huh. mm. yeah. Oh, used cars. This. Used cars. I guess yes, it Mars. is
2: kind of like a ramshackle. Yeah. You know, everyone drinking Miller. You know, Miller Light.
0: Right. <laughs> right. That's true. Huh. Um, but uh, yeah, so so go check that out if that's something you're interested in. Plus, there's going to be – there's lots of other extra stuff like our Not Writing podcast that Nick and I do about every month, three, every three weeks to a month, something like that. No one's asses about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> literally no one's on our asses about it. Uh, <laughs> And uh, you can also, if you want t-shirts with our faces on it or mugs or something, you can go to duelinggenre.com slash merch and you can buy that stuff. Um, and of course, a special thanks to Patreon associate producer Leaper182 and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye, guys.
1: Bye.